Welcome. Welcome to the Swolecast, the draft edition, live from RG Studios, where my lighting and my internet are really like the best on the show. Like I'm looking at my co-host, Davis Maddock. Eh, your lighting is like maybe, maybe like a B. Uh, Peter, A, a minus. Well, your hosting is a D plus. You didn't start out with "What's up, everybody?" Like, what's What's up, everybody? Sorry, sorry. It's um, yeah. All right, and we we have to introduce the uh, Tuttle's replacement. Um, Not not permanent yet, but uh, (laughs) resident resident draft expert from Establish the Run. Also, um, ship chasing Patrick Rain Pat. How's it going? going good thanks for having me on is this the best lighting that you have for the show yeah my my lighting situation isn't uh quite up to pete's yeah i'm i'm often uh a little jealous as we do our shows of his his better lighting setup but but you do have the fisheye lens which overcompensates uh for it so that's true i'm i'm trying to start the trend on the fisheye lens in the fantasy industry all right uh patrick how excited are you for this nfl draft you got all I'm your excited. mock drafts. You got all your mock drafts ready. <laughs> all the mock drafts in the books. Uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited for day two, especially. I think that's the most fun day. Uh, yeah. You get to see where all the guys that you think could end up being really nice sleepers if they end up getting that very important draft capital. Uh, yeah. But obviously, a lot of intrigue at the top of the draft this year too. Davis, are you forced to do a mock draft as part of your job responsibilities, or is that something you do for the love of the game? Um, I mean, I do have to do it as part of my job, but it's actually really fun. Like, it's it's uh, it's awesome. Like, doing doing mock drafts is fun. I have done well the last couple of years, most notably the 2019 draft where um, Empire Maker and all the all the DFS hardos were like, this is the worst mock I've ever seen because it had Daniel Jones going at six to the New York Giants. And everyone told me it was 0% to happen. And then it happened and they all had to eat it. That was uh, my shining mock draft achievement. Davis, have you tweeted out your mock draft? Yeah. Yeah. Just okay, well, uh, at Davis Maddock. Uh, and you can see the results of his uh, 2021 mock draft. Davis, the reason why I know this is your mock draft is because you have pick number one for the Jacksonville Jaguar. My my editor, my editor should have caught that. You know who my editor is, Dave? Bustin. Bustin Jaley oh, is my Bustin editor. Jaley. Very nice. Well, if I would have known that, then I would not have called you out live on the Soulcast in front of thousands of people. Uh, but here, here we are. Uh, 37, um, actually, right now. <laughs> People love their draft content. When they heard the Swolecast was back doing the NFL stuff, uh, they were they were very, very excited. So yeah. um, It's hard to believe that our every other week programming schedule isn't yeah. uh, growing the show rapidly. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, we <laughs> Can we get over? Can we get over three figures of uh, views in this show? Really, I think that Pat. That depends on you, Pat. Let's <laughs> start with you as the resident draft expert of this show. What are you looking for in the first round of the draft? Well, I'd like to see some wide receivers sneak into the back end. That's mm-hmm. probably 
the, the most fun thing I think that could happen. If Elijah Moore goes first round, if Rashad Bateman goes first round, even if Terrace Marshall goes first round, which seems unlikely because of the medical red flags that got brought up, but that could be smoke. It's possible teams really like him and, and are kind of reminding people of those medical red flags. So those three wide receivers, I think are all very interesting. And with first round draft capital, I'd like them a lot for fantasy purposes. Okay. Um, let's just, let's just go ahead and say it. Davis has Rondell Moore being in the first round. How dumb and gullible do you have to be to, <laughs> to think that Rondell Moore is going to be drafted in the first round path? It's such a Napoleon complex mock draft pick. I think, yeah. you know, just shout out to all the little guys out there mm-hmm. just trying to get him some shine. Right. Davis. Uh, no, I mean, Rondell Moore is going to go in the first round. I, I guess, I guess either Rondell Moore or Kadarius Tony is going to go in the first round. Um, right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook, Kadarius Tony's over under is 29 and a half. Uh, I think Rondell Moore's is 28 and a half. My guess is that both of them don't go in the first round unless the Packers, Saints, Bears, and Ravens all take a wide receiver at the tail end. Um, obviously hitting that parlay of all five of those teams taking a wide receiver seems unlikely. The the one team that everyone says is taking a wide receiver is the Packers, but the betting market doesn't agree with them. The the betting markets actually have the Packers more likely to take an offensive lineman, which uh, if you look at their organizational philosophy of just pissing Aaron Rodgers off, really makes a ton of sense. Like, why, why give him, why give him a wide receiver when you could take an offensive lineman and just and just tilt him even more? Wait, wait. I thought don't quarterbacks get excited when they have a good offensive line and they're being protected? I mean, what is more exciting for a quarterback? My guess is that Rodgers just would view anything as a slight. Like literally, <laughs> yeah. li- like literally, literally, any- like, like they could take literally anyone. They'd be like, Oh, you took Rondell Moore. You think I can't throw to tall wide receivers? Oh, you took an offensive tackle. You you think I can't protect myself. You think I can't avoid getting sacked on my own. Like he just, his vibe is just to be tilted. Okay. Yeah, um, let's, but let's I, I think Rondell Moore could go early second for sure. I would say maybe not first, but, but yeah. I think he could go to the jets pretty easily. So scale of dumb and gullible one to ten, how much is a first round grade for um, Rondell Moore in the mock? I don't think it's that dumb or gullible. I'll give it a three. Okay. All right. Let's talk about something that not very many people are talking about in the space. San Francisco has traded up for the number three pick in this draft. I have to think they're going to take a quarterback here, Pat. Thoughts? <laughs> Yeah, let's not go out on a limb too much. Uh, yeah, I think they'll probably take a quarterback. I think I think it'll be Trey Lance, but I don't okay. feel that strongly. I'm, Are you just piggybacking off of Peter's takes? Yeah. That's kind I'm, of what Pat generally does. Famously, <laughs> yeah. the ship-chasing dynamic is that I piggyback all of Pete's takes, so <laughs> just going to keep it going here for the Soulcast as well. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that it probably will be Lance, but – it's just it's hard to see them giving up what they gave up to go up for Mac Jones. So you would think that they maybe would go for a bit of a high ceiling prospect in Lance, but uh, yeah, you know, Davis, got, you have Mac Jones as the pick, and that is not something that you wanted to write, correct? No, I uh, immediately as the trade happened when. Adam Schefter tweeted it originally. I, within 45 seconds, I had laid a rather large wager on Justin Fields exactly at three 
on my sports book at uh, plus 350. And that is deader than dead. I think it's more likely now that just like if, if you had to say you either have to bet on Justin Fields to go at three or Justin Fields to go outside of the first round entirely. I think it's more likely he doesn't go in the first round than goes at three. Uh, I mean, your mock draft is exactly what I want to happen, Davis. You you that, want you want the Patriots to end up with the second best quarterback in the draft? Yes, I don't. That's uh, I want, this is nightmare fuel, dude. <laughs> no, I want complete. I want complete anarchy on Twitter. I want um, as far as the the Mac Jones pick at number three, so people can just lose their minds. Post shirtless pics of Mac that's, Jones. That's happening. Just like everyone needs to ready their bodies for it right now. Mac Jones yeah. is being selected by the 49ers. All right. Patrick uh, is having technical difficulties. So welcome to Swolecast, Patrick. Uh, thanks for blending in. Okay. Uh, Peter. Yes, Dave. If, if the boots on the ground take, like. Oh, yeah. If the Pats get Justin Fields, what what's going to happen? Um, they will probably say there's a camp battle, uh, and then they'll start (laughs) week one is probably what would happen. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I think they would be very excited to do that. I mean, how much ammo Davis, how much are you saying that would cost them to get up to that spot? So I think what they would have to do is they obviously they'd swap nine and 15 and they would probably have to give up a second round this year. And I would think either a future first or multiple future seconds, right? That kind of, kind of the framework for what the Eagles or what the Dolphins had to do to move back up after they had traded down. And did you have this trade in before the uh, Teddy Bridgewater trade that just broke a little bit ago? I, okay. Yeah, I published mine at like 11 central time and this happened like 15 minutes ago. Oh, wow. You are, you're like a real talent, man. That was a nice call. Did you, yeah. did you guys see that Dave with, with all your show prep, you see that Teddy Bridgewater? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did see it. I was going to mention it as well. Uh, this is Sam Darnold's team. I think like, no, like I really hope the Panthers don't mess this up by drafting a quarterback. Like, yeah, I want them to give the keys to Sam Darnold and, us to continue the whole Adam Gase is the worst thing to happen to a quarterback's career narrative. Um, it's it's going to be really fun. Pat, are you with us now? I'm with you. Yeah. I'm surprised to hear that uh, as someone who's kind of rooting for DJ Moore on the Panthers, at least, because it's like, why not take another shot at a quarterback? If Sam, if Sam Darnold's the guy, he's the guy, but you also give yourself another out. I mean, don't they already have another out there? Sam Darnold's backup uh, you're talking about pj walker yeah <laughs> <laughs> i have I, I bought pj walker rookie xfl cards but i i have all my cards organized now in in boxes i wish i still had them as a loose stack on my desk the next 15 minutes of the show could have been me rifling through my cards trying to find the pj walker xfl cards davis i thought with this show has moved past our cardboard days we tried it <laughs> It didn't work. <laughs> it did not work. <laughs> that was actually uh, one of my favorite Soulcast segments. I have oh, say. man. It, it was not one of mine. It's, it was the cringiest segment. Yeah, there was some cringe. Uh, that we have had. And there has been some cringeworthy segments on the Soulcast. Um, all right. So here's what I want to happen, though, with the fields. And I mentioned this on Twitter. I want him to just continue to f- fall day one 
every team because every team's like you got to take him here you got to take you get the value here and then with every pick that a team does not get fields it's just going to blow up their their team's twitter like that's what i want i want him to fall like in the 20s i want for chris sims to be right what what I want is I want That's the Steelers. I want. I want the Steelers to be on the clock at twenty four and look at Najee Harris and Justin Fields and say, you know what, oh, wow. we're riding, we're riding Big Ben. I mean, you want to talk about salty old quarterbacks? Who would be meaner to Justin Fields than Ben Roethlisberger if they spent a first round pick on him? <laughs> not not a lot of friendship going on between those two guys for sure. Is is this finally the year that? like you do see the course correction, like in previous years, Justin Fields could fall even further uh, just based on all of the rumors and all of that stuff. Whereas now teams have seen, we've seen the Jalen Hurts, we've seen the Patrick Mahomes, the Russell Wilsons, all of these guys with tools that slide and then are total smashes and clearly justify the pick even at like a 10% hit rate of those kind of picks. Now is the correction that Justin Fields does go top 10 because teams just don't want to risk missing out on that. No, no. Justin Fields is going to fall. I would have said yes, but this Broncos trade, I mean, they're maybe preparing themselves not to take Justin Fields. So, and we just talked about Carolina. So you almost need a trade up at this point, unless Denver, I mean, I think Denver should still still take Fields if he falls to them, but they might not. Trey Lance Lance or Justin Fields? Yeah. I prefer Justin Fields. I don't really understand why, you know, everyone in the NFL is is much further down on him than, you know, people like us are. But he's got, you know, this this type of profile that's incredible for fantasy, but has also been highly successful for these NFL quarterbacks. You know, he's got he's got a big arm. He's very mobile. Um, I think he's probably a little bit safer in my mind than Trey Lance, who, you know, has issues of competition, didn't didn't even attempt that many throws. I mean, I think his range of outcomes is really wide. He could be a pretty big bust, I think. But, yeah, I, I would probably would take Fields. Davis, how certain are you that, that the Falcons are going to go with Kyle Pitts with the fourth pick? Um, I'm a little bit more certain than the betting markets are, but that's obviously under the assumption that the Falcons don't trade that pick, which I still think you have to view as fairly likely. Um, if they don't trade the pick, they're taking Kyle Pitts. Um, like if, if I, if I was living in a world where they said, okay, Falcon or, or your bet gets refunded. If the Falcons trade the pick, I think I would bet Pitts up to like minus three fifty or something. It's like minus 200 right now, but I view it as, something I don't know plus 180 plus 200 that the pick gets traded so that would take away from that the pits equity but I don't think they take chase I don't think they take Sewell I actually think it sets up for the Panthers to make the the best value selection of the draft the way the board is setting up is looks like they're going to be able to take Panay Sewell at eight which is I mean that's pretty nice insane yeah what is your guys's read on the Julio Jones trade block rumors, because I feel like you can spin zone it in either like, oh, they're getting rid of a pass catcher. They need to fill it with another young pass catcher like Kyle Pitts. Or you could spin it as, hey, they're in total rebuild mode. You know, we're not pushing all in with Matt Ryan. Let's take a quarterback here. Wh- which way do you guys view that that rumor? Kind of boost on the ground take also <laughs> with this. Go ahead, oh. Pat. But I think if you're trading Julio, you you should also be – resetting completely and, and getting a new quarterback 
Yeah. I, I think they would trade him in a heartbeat if they got a first round pick for him, but it sounds like that was his, not out there. His contract is, is, I mean, he's got a lot left on his contract, uh, but boots to the ground take PFF fantasy tweeted out who is stopping this hypothetical Titans offense. And it was Tannehill, Derek Henry, AJ Brown, and Julio Jones. Can you imagine the GAM squad with these guys? I just want to say, so the PFF Twitter account these days is the most like thirsty clickbait thing. And they're just looking like for suckers like you to engage. No, 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 no. This is not the boots. This is not the boots on the ground tank though. They didn't get get me because as you know, Julio wears what number, Patrick? I don't know. What number is it? 11, right. Um, and AJ Brown wears what number, Patrick? Eleven, but soon to be 11. one. Eleven, right? yes. So AJ Brown quote tweeted, and this was um, this is the boots was, on the ground is a tweet. Yeah, okay. I, I, this is I'm I'm like legitimately oh, like what, mad. Are you going for a walk reading Twitter. <laughs> he said doing? he said I would give up the number eleven if this happens. AJ Brown quote tweeted this, so he he said he would he wants to play with Julio. There's your boots on the ground take. God. Uh, Davis, wow. you you had an inside source on your mock draft too, right? Inside source. I mean, not an inside source. Uh, my, <laughs> this is my not buddy. the first time Davis has quoted an inside yeah. source. Inside source. So mock- Associated Press earlier today. Uh, my, <laughs> yeah. my, my buddy um, is just a, a beat writer in Miami for the Marlins and for the Dolphins and for the Heat and – he he just told me they're not taking Sewell. He feels pretty confident that the Miami Dolphins are not taking Sewell at six, and that they are looking at. He said he said he had no clarity who it is between Smith or Waddle. It is likely between Jalen Waddle or Devonta Smith, and I've gotten some recent indications that Smith will be the pick here. This is well, almost Smith as good is... as your Dallas sources with Cole Beasley. <laughs> Smith keeps getting steamed both ways in the betting market. Like Waddle got up to like minus 250 mm-hmm. over yeah. Smith on FanDuel. And now I think it's like minus 140 Waddle over Smith. When I read that, I got scared that Davis and Laird were having a private conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was just thinking today. We haven't talked to Pat in a couple months. Feels yeah. bad. I, I messaged him on Instagram to see if he was going to be in Miami uh, since I'm going to be down there this week. But uh, yeah, he's still grinding the workouts uh, in California right now. Oh, the, the Titans came out with their schedule and the Dolphins are playing in Nashville, okay. as are the Cardinals and the uh, Bills. So I'm thinking of just like setting up a guest room for Yeah, Patrick. what do we... Pull, do you, how about for me? But we got to pull out couch or futon yeah. or what kind of thing we no, looking I'm going to get the ballers to come in for the Cardinals game, get Leone uh, to come in for the Bills game. Although I don't know if you've heard, Leone can be a bit of a mess when visiting games. <laughs> Just ask Dan Box Rug. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, enough fluff. Let's get down and Enough down. fluff. Let's, let's enough get – we. We don't have a guy from EstablishTheRun.com and not get down and dirty with the monk draft. People are wanting football takes, hardcore football takes, and that's what we are going we, we to We need do. to analyze all the Mackey Award winners who are eligible for this draft. 
right. you guys think uh, you have, have Silva on? So, Patrick, <laughs> we tried. I'm not Silva. Patrick, uh, Levi Onwuzurike, the uh, yeah. defensive tackle from Washington. Uh-huh. Thoughts on him and and no where thoughts. he might go. This is not. You brought on the wrong guy. I'm, I do fantasy dynasty guys. I do running back well, wide receivers. Hey, you know, okay. Pat, you're making me look pretty bad because I, I told these guys that I would get a draft Nick on the show to, you know, legitimize us. And you're just, you're, you're flopping. Yeah, he vouched, he vouched for you, bro. I mean, you know, I so think. Patrick doesn't have a mock draft and he doesn't know like one of the day two, day three guys. What a exactly is it that you do here, Pat? <laughs> I bring the prospects to the engine. Engineers. Okay. So the customers. All right. So offensive side of the ball, uh, offensive tackle from Northern Iowa, Spencer Brown. Uh-huh. Pat, any take on him? A lot of steam. A lot of steam on Brown. Uh, I still prefer Sewell. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh yeah. I mean, you have you been reading? Have you been reading the article? Yes, today? I have. That's what <laughs> I'm trying to ask you. Yeah. You haven't. It's you haven't. You've been Brown. reading. You haven't been right. reading about him in the I mean, athletic. You're not, you're not grinding the athletic like I am. Peter, but let me tell you. All right, yeah, what, Peter, do you up? have a take on Spencer Brown? You know, I I think with the depth at this class that you pass on Brown and you more and you wait. You know, one guy I've been eyeing is uh, Liam Eichenberg out of Notre Dame, yeah. uh, six foot six, three hundred two pounds. Isn't overly athletic, but he is capable of generating enough transferable power from his lower yeah. torso through his body and into his arms to fend off defenders. He has NFL caliber length and size while his impeccable fundamental blocking skills make him a solid bookend offensive lineman. Now, I don't want to make it seem like it's all roses because there is right. downsides, Kitchen. I do just want to say speed rushers with power and flexibility around the edge of the perimeter pose the most problems from Eichenberg from kind of my film study, but he'll have to expand his use of angles and accurate hand strikes to offset the lack of lateral mobility. I, yeah. I believe arm length was a concern with him. Is that, is that true, Peter? It is. Pterodactyl arms. A famous Alligator. Evan Sil- a famous a famous Evan Silva throwback to uh, a Buffalo Bills tight end whose name uh, legitimately escapes me right now. Yeah, I mean, I think the problem you're going to find with a guy like Brown is, you know, Brown is more my style of guy because he's massive, and as Dave mentioned, I do have that Napoleon complex, so I do really like to look at offensive tackles like Brown, who, you know, you, you, you match up a six, four, you know, uh transformer looking defensive end against him. And that guy's still going to be small. That guy's still going to lose the physical advantage against Brown. So, you know, I think third, fourth round, you know, we really are going to be looking at a team like the Las Vegas Raiders, I think uh, looking at someone like, like Brown. Yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of these NFL teams are calling themselves UPS because they're asking what can Brown do for you, you know? Yeah. And how many starts, Pat, did uh, Brown make uh, in college? I, I believe 27. Ooh. Davis, do you know that number? Uh, I, You know, I don't have my offensive line film notes on hand. They're actually written down in my notebook, and it's down mm-hmm. at my, my film desk, which is in the yeah. basement. This is my work desk, which is upstairs. I mean, you get it. Yeah, no. He made 32 starts in college. I mean, I actually, when I say watch the film, I mean, it's in my basement. I literally have a projector that I bought. I get the YouTube clips transposed onto Super 8. I think that if you're not watching the film on film, you're really half-assing your attempt to understand the draft. And I I think Pete would agree with me. Yeah. So, Patrick. Okay. uh, Patrick. (laughs) Patrick, 
do you have anything to add? Like, did, is this just like a free ride? Like you wanted your I was on the swole cast like sticker? Like what, what can you add to this show? I mean, I would love to talk about some fantasy relevant players. I don't know if you guys do that anymore. Or if Spencer Brown has an NFT coming out or something, then is that what you <laughs> no want to No one is doing on? what we're doing. No one is talking about the supportive cast for a prospect or for a fantasy squad. That's what we're doing right now. So if yeah, you want to talk trenches. about... We are in the trenches. <laughs> there's, no, there's no question. <laughs> Who's I mean, everybody Everybody wants to romanticize these skill position players, but at the end of the day, who keeps them up? Who keeps them protected? Who keeps the quarterback? Couldn't have said it better myself. Oh, yeah, and it's just like, there's so many people that only care about their fantasy points. They don't understand kind of like the beauty and mastery that unfolds in the trenches on every single play, all of these micro interactions. I mean, it really is the pinnacle of human evolution and everyone just cares about winning a GPP. It's honestly disgusting. Yeah, everyone wants to talk about the the MF and Mackey Award, but we don't want to talk about the Joe Moore Award, which is annually given to the best offensive line in college. I think it's just a sign of our society in general. If you're just now tuning in, make sure to uh, hit the subscribe button, the like button. Um, this is the Swole Cast. Again, we do not have Dan Gasper, Mr. 05, uh, the analyst, because we thought we were bringing on the uh, a draft analyst from Establish the Run. <laughs> Uh, but Pat's here with us, and he's just hanging out. So, <laughs> there you go, guys. I'm finishing up some uh, some soccer DFS lineups, but I'll be right back. With you. <laughs> Basically, what the Swolecast tries to do is each week we try to have one guest on who's just hanging out. Normally, it's Tuttle, but this week it is Pat. <laughs> this week, this week is Pat. Uh, Pat, talk about let's let's just try for people that are playing maybe in the. the... <laughs> We are uh, 80, we are eighty people away from three k subscribers, so, yeah, if, uh, so this show has it. That's when I give away the Kawhi Leonard moment from from two months ago. Great right. show! It's a good show. No wonder, no wonder Jack didn't want to come on the show when we offered him. He would have just come on and been and been crucified. Yeah, but, yeah, when you say Jack, you need to say Jack Miller. Yeah, because like, there's no way we're inviting the other Jack onto this show. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Very, that's true. No, Jack you know what? It, the it, biggest, it, the worst move of his entire career, and it yeah. will haunt him forever. Now oh, he's no, not he even the, or he's not, no, he went on a road trip with some friends. Oh, that's right, that's right. And he he might have even been available, but he said he could be like, Pack. I don't know, but he lost his status of like the Jack in the fantasy space. Now some guy with a million followers on Snapchat is like known he you know his fantasy analysis is let's, let's put it bluntly it's worse than Pat's on this show like and <laughs> and he's known in the fantasy space more than that. I mean, All right. you know, to defend myself a little bit we haven't talked fantasy football once so, since <laughs> I've been on here, so. <laughs> first time on the show Patrick. <laughs> Okay, uh, so Pat, let's <laughs> let's get to your uh, your favorite fantasy relevant guys. If we're gonna if we're gonna go shallow on here, let's uh, let's talk about your favorite fantasy relevant guys in the draft that uh, that you would like to see drafted to specific teams. The guys that I mean, I think it's actually a pretty decent running back class at the top, and but I but I have my issues with Najee Harris, so I'm excited to see Travis Etienne potentially land in the first round, although I think that's probably a bad pick who, for whoever does it. But be good for fantasy. 
Um, I like Javante Williams a lot. I think we're a, lot, a little bit scarred with the Javante Williams archetype because he is somewhat similar to Zach Moss. He's somewhat similar to some of these guys who like David Montgomery, who they break a lot of tackles, but then they don't do a ton after. Uh, but I think he has more breakaway potential. So I like him a lot. And I like Kenneth Gainwell a lot, who is an excellent wide receiver came in at two Oh one at his pro day. He weighs more than LaShawn McCoy did when he came in. Ray Rice did when he came you in. You tell people where Gainwell is from. Gainwell's from Memphis. One of the reasons who why. Another, who is another Memphis running back? Antonio Gibson. And Antonio Gibson was not playing a fair amount not because playing. they were playing Gainwell. Yeah. Objection, Your Honor. Leading the witness. <laughs> yeah. I like Gainwell a lot. I think he's uh, very, very intriguing if he goes second round. I might have him ahead of Najee Harris if he goes second round. That's how that's how excited I'm starting to get. Can I give a wet blanket take? And I'll I'm, I'm curious you guys are in the weeds. I my take is this draft class, both wide receiver and running back, isn't that good at least compared correct. to last year. And if like say Davis's mock draft is correct with all these wide receivers going towards the back end of the first, it's because people are chasing the type of players that were in last year's draft and that really these guys should be adjusted back around or whatever. Is that an unfair take? No, I I'm with you. I think that chase and waddle would have been first round picks last year. I do not think Bateman would have, I don't think, I mean, I think Rondell Moore and Elijah Moore in last year's draft class just get lost. I mean, are are comparable to the Denzel Mim range of of picks. Um, even even after guys like Michael Pittman and stuff. I I'm actually I'm actually with you, Pete. I think Bateman is a really really strong prospect, and I think he would have deserved to be a first round pick last year. You know, if he subs in for one of the other guys, just so it's not so crowded. I think he deserved to go first round in that class. I think Waddle does too. Uh, Chase is a better prospect than every single player from last year's class, every single wide receiver. So I think Elijah Moore, you know, in some ways he looks like a slightly more interesting version of KJ Hamler, you know, so it's not from a fantasy perspective, maybe the most exciting player. He's, he's a small guy, but he also hits, he checks basically every box we're looking for outside of size and he might be a first round pick. Uh, I think after that, that it gets a little longer a thing. The yeah, NFL, apparently it's not a thing in this class. All right, well, I hope those people are drafting Tutu Atwell then because he checks every box except he's 146 pounds. Are there people watching this that don't remember the great uh, team big wide receiver, team small wide receiver? Uh, they don't, Twitter they don't remember. Yeah, there are and for the, sure people. The hands, who, yeah, the hand sizes as well. What was that? Was that 2013, 2014 era? Whenever, whenever Vincent Brown was being drafted in the ninth round, despite being... I mean, basically the quality of athlete at a local community college, like that was, that was the best. Well, because I remember the origin, it was because you had, I remember uh, Des Bryant and Demarius Thomas, those guys went in the first round, they're big prototypical. And then it all came to a head with the, the Odell Beckham draft where (sighs) Davis is. uh, Well, I ended up up being right. If I mean, does, it, does anyone does anyone want to stand up for Odell Beckham Jr. as as you know a Hall of Fame level player, which is what everyone said he would? He no, absolutely not. He's a total bust. <laughs> <laughs> <I love that. laughs> 
Devin, make sure you uh, clip that one for, uh, for, no, <laughs> for please, What we really need is like a montage of how many times this has changed his mind from, you know, apologizing a few years ago. I was wrong <laughs> on this take. I missed. Dude, I was never wrong. He's a total bust. Look, on a long enough timeline, I'll always be proven right. <laughs> you stretch it out. Uh, so Elijah Moore, Davis, you don't like him? No, I like I like Elijah Moore a lot. Right, so and who, who doesn't like him on this? Peter's the only he, one who doesn't like him? I am saying that I don't, based on you know based the, on the what? metrics what was that it, are the the metrics that are important to me as a talent evaluator uh-huh. Which he shouldn't be going in the background you where did kj hamler go early Pat, second why early is second why is patrick saying kj hamler i mean that to i'm me saying is because he's an undersized undersized well, wide receiver look, who if you look at player profile you know who his comp is you know where his player comp is pat who's that tyler lockett yeah that's a better comp because he's a slot guy <laughs> He's a slack guy, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying from last year's class, you know, it's like, as Pete was talking about how this class is worse than last year's class. Yeah. If you wanted to be a little bit bearish on Elijah Moore, you could say he's like basically a KJ Hamler because he's small, you know, he's only 178 pounds. Yeah. He's only five, uh, five, nine and a half. So I don't know. I feel like that's kind of lazy analysis. Just saying he's small. Let's pick another. I do too, Dave. I like Elijah Moore. Yeah. It's like, what are your thoughts on Cole Beasley? Uh, What are some player comps to Cole Beasley? And Ryan you, you give guys like Edelman and, and everybody else. Like, come on, let's. Uh, speaking of Cole Beasley and speaking yeah. of the Bills, yeah. I mean, are we buying this yes. back rumor? There's yeah, no way, rumor? right? No, I buy it. I buy what it. What rumor is it? That they're taking ETN at 30. Oh. I, I buy it. Um, and the reason I buy it is because every team that you think loves analytics and is super sharp and does all the right things in the end, they still cannot get that football guy shit out of their brains. The chiefs, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire at 32, the Ravens, JK Dobbins in the second round, the Rams, you know, paid Todd Gurley, all that money. You can think you're so smart and you're so analytically inclined and you do X, Y, and Z better than every other team and you 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 exploit the extra 2%. Nope. You, you watch a season of Zach Moss and Devin Singletary and you say, bring me Travis Etienne. But do you really, I mean, you draft, so you draft Singletary, then you draft Moss, then you bring Matt Breida in, in free agency, and then you're going to ex- uh, use a first round pick on him after watching the chiefs fail to do that miserably last year. And that's like your, your main competition right now in the AFC. I, I actually think you're arguing for my point, which is they keep drafting running backs. They keep spending capital on the position because they view it as a position that they need to be more successful. The fourth, on and a third round, fourth and a third round pick though. They haven't spent any serious capital yet. I'm just, I'm look, I'm just telling you, I watch the Kansas City Chiefs do this. You think it's not going to happen to you? It's going to happen. But do we have – was it part of the Kansas City thing? It was like Patrick Mahomes, you know, him. just won the him. Super Bowl, yeah. getting on the phone, you know, throwing his weight around. Do we have some kind of personal connection to uh, Etienne here for the Bills? No, we just have we just have Josh Allen saying he's not going to take the vaccine. That's that's the most recent thing. <laughs> that's the most recent thing I've heard coming out of Buffalo. What are what are ETN's views on the vaccine? Maybe that's the question. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like reaching for extra edge. No, they're taking they're taking ETN though. That's going to happen. Will that be good for fantasy? I don't really like that that much. No. Well, I was, I was talking to Leone the other day, 
And he was like, well, if you want it to, to be glass half full, they're probably never going to run the ball with him. He'll get like 150 carries a year, but maybe that just means he gets like eight targets a game because they, they throw so much. So maybe, maybe they just throw him the ball a ton. That'd be fun. So, yeah. All right. Let's take some uh, questions from the chat, questions and, and comments. Um, someone says Tuttle has to be so pissing Pat on the show <laughs> talking about the draft. Um, uh, I, Tuttle gave up his spot voluntarily. Um, but to be fair, we did not know that Patrick was just a um, casual draft. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I just saw establish the run on his resume, and I just kind of immediately picked yeah, him. But thought. next time, I need to do more research. <laughs> you thought, yeah. Um, as, someone as do says, I, <laughs> uh, someone says that Nick says that Davis is so dumb. Bills are taking an edge or cornerback. This take is so. Quick. What what edge? What edge are they taking, sir? Please please illuminate me. Please illuminate me on on them taking the third best edge in the class. There, like, what are you talking about? No, and what are they gonna What are they gonna do? Take the seventh cornerback of the first round? Like, read a book, dude. <laughs> <laughs> read a mock draft, preferably mine on SportsGrid.com. As Sam says, you can't spell uh, Swolecast without OL. And uh, last but not least, we have uh, Brett saying, Soccer Dave looking sexy. Keep it up, man. Kitchen, your your hair is doing something interesting. Yeah, what's going on under there? <laughs> <laughs> He's looking like a like stringy-haired crypto punk. It's a little emo <laughs> under there. <laughs> uh, for those, I had a, uh, a yellow hat, but it was blending in with the green screen, so I had to go get a... Uh, <laughs> Never before war. Hey, I, wa- I want to say just to let people know what yeah. just happened there. So at first I was going to congratulate Dave on, you know, just engaging the chat, you know, really yeah. kind of connecting with our listeners, but it was all just to set up the Brett comment at the end saying, yeah, looking sexy as hell. That's the only reason he acknowledged any of your other comments, guys. I promise you. hundred percent. It's a self-serving show. <laughs> <laughs> But so does this right mean that, that. that it's, Kitchen's it's, lurking through the comments trying to no, find compliments? It's not just that, is that I was also finding other comments that were disparaging other hosts on this show to make me look even better. <laughs> there is a formula to this madness. Go ahead and hit that uh that like button. <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> Patrick, what uh let's let's veer off the path. Uh we don't do this often, but let's veer off the path that, that we're on. <laughs> Yeah. What are your uh, what are your your NFT takes these days? You doing so, anything? I'm I'm still holding my my big old Top Shot bag, uh, and <laughs> I've also Top Shot bag. Go ahead. <laughs> I've been you know, to be honest, with the weather turning and I've got my second vaccine shot tomorrow. I'm I'm huddling these mental bags, kitchen. That's that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about my mental bags. Your uh, your chicken mental bags. You know, your your mentals and your chicken and you're thinking about yeah. your mentals. Yeah, that's, that's what's the most important thing, you know? Don't let Not... act like Pat is playing it cool. He needs Top Shot to pump big time. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, no. I'm out here just enjoying New York. Not thinking about Top Shot at all. <laughs> yeah, it, I, uh... Uh, it's turned against me. It's turned against me. Well, let's just... Uh, so, the... You know, we had a little bit of a, a dip um, in the top oh, yeah, shot, yeah. but we're we're trickling back up. So that's good my to hear. Question, my question is: Do we sell the hype 
I think sell that... the hype because people might be saying, "Dude, imagine selling a Top Shot right now." We're still in the dugout slapping each other's asses. <laughs> I know, but, but here's I know the, the game. The, we didn't even start the game. All that stuff was just like batting practice. It was home run derby. Like we haven't even yeah. started the game yet. Uh, but as as far as people are saying that you know the first moments, you know, series one are going to go up big time once the playoffs hit. So my question is, if this continues to go up, do we want to sell during the playoffs and then maybe buy back during? I think things could get pretty ugly during the NBA offseason. That's been my take all along. And and that's my, that's what I'm saying is sell before the, a little bit before the playoffs, because we saw what happened with the badges. And listen, I was one of the guys saying, wait till the badges come. Wait till the badges come. Rocket emoji, chart up emoji, moon, whatever. Create, create separate Top Shot channel and the better collective Slack emoji. Yeah, <laughs> bull baby. Uh, <laughs> but, and I'm still bullish about it, but I'm also like, the lesson that I learned from that is that they were on the rise up until we got the badges and then they fell down quickly. Yeah. It was all baked in by the time it was finally announced. Right. Um, Yeah. I think that you have to also factor in like what you're actually going to do. So I don't think I'm going to sell off during the playoffs and then like reconstitute this portfolio again in the off season, to be honest. Like I just, I know I'm going to be coming. That's what I don't, I don't like, I want to have some dapper bucks to spend on NFL like that, like to be, to be, just completely transparent as one of the original thought leaders for Top Shot. Like I want to have some sort of like nice capital balance for in the NFL coming. Yeah. What is what does being an original thought leader have to do with having capital for when NFL <laughs> comes out? I just want to mention it. It's, a, it's an important concept. It's baked Dude, in. Okay, let me let me say this. Bales and Jack gotta stop telling people to buy top shots though. Both of them gotta they gotta stop saying that. It's cause it just it never leads to be a productive conversation. Yeah, I don't tell people to buy and I'm secretly out here completing Cool Cats Challenge Five under, you know, the the cloak of night. So, you know, take a play page out of my playbook, fellas. How's that Cool Cats yet doing? Is that is that up in bed? <laughs> um, I haven't gotten any offers yet, but you know, it, they're coming okay i told you guys about the chubbies ripping off of another project right like that's that was by far my worst my worst thing i did sell the zed horses and it was like you remember way back when in february uh or, or march of 2021 whenever you would list something on top shot and it would sell like insta sell mm-hmm. that's what happened with my my two horses which immediately led me to believe that what? That it's peaking. That it was like a way low <laughs> price. Like oh. I should have listed it for more because now I'm like conditioned to not like selling right away. So I said so, Zed out. I was watching uh I was watching some club top shot. Pete revealed that they still do not have the technology to have them run in a circle. And so I figured <laughs> I'll I'll wait until the circle gets implemented before I start spending it's just too it's too much. Loads of ETH. Yeah, it is too much, and with ETH going off, yeah. I mean, the the smart thing to do with your ETH right now is to be yield farming. Like that is yeah. that is what if you if you believe in ETH, you need to be doing you need to be providing liquidity via swap. Um, 
whether it be uni or sushi i'm i'm team i'm team uni but there are a lot of different ways i mean you can also just put your eth into stable coins and make the pairings that way um i'm not i'm not as in on the stable coins i know a lot of people are making like eight percent apy on them yeah uh you're you're a maxi davis you need to i'm the exact opposite of a maxi dave I don't the, uh, think so. The new thing Andy was giving us a tutorial on last night is uh, Ave and Matic. There's some oh. great brand synergy. For there you. is Matic some great on Matic automatics. I mean, you, yeah. you need to move your farm over I, there, bud. I yeah. mentioned this. I accidentally have uh, Matic tokens because when I was buying the Z horses, like I just the whole Matic OpenSea thing was confusing me, and so I've got like. I don't know how many uh, Matic tokens, but I could get rid of them. So I'm just going to hold them. So the the thing I'm dealing with right now is I just bought a house and put a lot of money down on it. So I'm not super flush, but also I'm going to have to buy- I tried talking you out of the a lot of money down thing. Well, you were wrong on that. I I did the right thing. Um, But I also- Davis, this is where you're a maxi. Like- because you believe that the value of your house is going to be more that like a two or three percent, whatever it is, loan is going to be more than what you could make with that same amount of money in the crypto space. I mean, Dave, I, my whole net worth is tied up in Bitcoin and Ethereum anyways. Like it's I, I can't really be taking on much more risk. And that it space. doesn't sound like it when you're buying more of a house, putting more of a down payment down on a house. I just, I did, I did a lot of reading and it, it's pretty, I think it's pretty irresponsible, especially with what I expect to happen to us dollars to, to not have put 20% down. I think. When do you move in, Davis? Famous crypto bear. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I move in. I'm mentioning like Cole Takes Exposed is going to get this clip for sure. Uh, I move in, I move in June 1st. Okay. I got to do, there's like a, there's like shit I got to do. I gotta, I gotta do there's this. Shit you gotta adult, do when you move. Wow. There's, no, no. Listen, there's this, there's this first time homeowners quiz I have to do, so I can get, I, so I get a discount on my mortgage. I get like a twenty five dollar a month discount on my mortgage over thirty years if I complete this course. And I'm honestly looking at it like twenty five times twelve times thirty. Like, is it enough money for me to just fuck off this quiz? Because it's gonna take like an hour of my time, and I just really don't want to do it. Right, Terrible. Pat- Pat, as the resident casual draft expert of uh, of the show, want to get your thoughts. Would you rather? Would you rather put a lot more money down on a house, or take that money and spend it on tops NFTs? I'm not. I, I don't care about baseball. I don't. The whole thing for me with Top Shot is that the marketplace takes away yeah. all this friction. Does yeah. Tops have? I don't know anything about the Tops market. Have you not seen the wooden? Be? Have you not seen the wooden coins? I've seen the wooden coins. I've seen people mm-hmm. chasing them. I heard that one sold, uh, one top sold for like eighty four k or something. So there's already some high end to that market. But uh, no, I'd be. <laughs> I, I would not be investing in Tops. I I would be putting it in a in a house, I suppose. Although I I might be running until the day I die. So. That's yeah. not very well. I look, I wanted to rent until the day yeah. I die and just put all of my disposable income in in Bitcoin and like Ethereum, that. but it just it wasn't it wasn't possible. I, I had to buy a house. I got it obviously I got a terrible price buying buy it. Buying buying just I at the worst needed, time ever. I needed, I needed to buy the top. 
and uh, put more put more money down when doing so. Uh, Dan Tuttle is not on the show, but he's actually providing more entertainment than uh, he normally does. Remember when Davis had to move in college and he didn't know he had to reserve the U-Haul ahead of time? Did, oh, I, ever, did I ever tell this story on air? Did I even tell this story on air? What ended up happening is I, I, I rent the one last U-Haul the company has. It's like a 20 by 12 thing. It's like it, it, it's the largest vehicle I've ever seen in my life. Like the For size like of a tank. lazy boy recently. Literally, like literally a, mat- a mattress, a dresser, and a desk <laughs> basically is all I have. I'm not driving this thing. Like, imagine me behind the wheel of this thing. So I pay the guy at U-Haul who is, <laughs> uh, he's, he's ending his shift, right? His day is done. I'm like, bro, I'll give you 20 bucks cash if you drive this for me right bucks. now. <laughs> if you drive this for me to my house and to my new house. And he did it. The most, imi- the most incredible thing was that he did it. Well, he's like, yeah, sure, 20 bucks. That's fine. <laughs> imagine, like, they still talk about Davis at that U-Haul to this day. Like, <laughs> Did you ride shotgun with him, Dave? I think I had to drive my car. I okay. I guess I don't remember, but I probably had to oh, drive my car even behind. In the no, I don't think so. I guess you if I taken off with your stuff, <laughs> you know what? It, it was probably about five hundred dollars worth of stuff at that point in my life. Ooh, Nick, the guy who you told to read a book now comes back and says, "Read a book, Davis." If you think Davis hasn't read the book, Davis couldn't or- read the book. He was sitting on him so he could drive the U-Haul. <laughs> Davis has, ex- has experienced the book. Yeah, I assume in New York and around here with all the universities too, back when I was moving like every year on the September 1st schedule, which is when all the college kids move in. And if you didn't book your U-Haul like four months in advance, you were screwed. <laughs> I-, I love the confidence of just strolling up. <laughs> in <laughs> college like move out day. Uh, I need a U-Haul. <laughs> hey, this is something that I have, I've always firmly believed. Oh, it all boy, works out. Go. It all here works out go. in the end, man. Life, oh, life just works out. It all, it all, like life just finds a way, Pat. It just works yeah. out. Especially if you have a wad of twenties in your, in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A wad of 20s never hurt anybody. That's, that's for sure. I would, I probably would have paid him up to 60 bucks to do it, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Um, before we go, favorite takes for the, the draft. As far as Pat, um, I'm actually kind of scared to ask this uh, from you, but like, what are your, what are some of your favorite bets, favorite odds that you like for the, the draft on, on night one? Well, it's getting to the point where, you know, Fields is so low to go three. I think he's like plus a thousand or more that I'm like, maybe it's just a huge smokescreen for some reason. So I don't, I don't hate that. I like, uh, I like Kenny Gainwell as a day, uh, day three pick or even a round two pick. So I'd take the, the under on that. Okay. Uh, Davis. I mean, look, I would love to see Fields go three. I think my new favorite thing, though, I saw this. I saw this rumor going around. My new favorite thing is that they traded all these extra picks to get up to three to take Kyle Pitts, but they leaked the Mac Jones stuff to make it seem less absurd when they take Kyle Pitts because taking Mac taking Mac Jones at three and trading three extra first-round picks for the rights to do it is uh, it's stupid. It's, I just don't. I cannot co-sign this decision-making. I like that. A little bit of psychology done by the 49ers. It's like uh, Costco putting the big ticket items in the front of the store. So whenever you're shopping for everything else, it seems cheaper in comparison. All right. Hang on uh, real quick. I, yeah. I legitimately don't know the answer to this, but mm-hmm. if we get 
Devonta Smith, Jamar Chase, and Kyle Pitts going top 10. When was the last time three pass catchers went top 10 in the NFL draft? Waddle, Waddle to- will go top 10. So four? We might get four? I don't think I don't think Smith will go top 10. I think he'll be in the early teens. Well, let's just say three. That's still an anomaly, right? Well, normally, uh, I mean, it's, it's rare you get a tight end that high. So yeah, right. Yeah, Pitts. Pitts is the one. I mean, it is. I I would. Ha- I guess I would have to go look, but I I think you're right, Pete. I think that is more. more normally, you see wide receivers start to really go in the back end of the first round. Well, yeah. and this is the from the different mock drafts I've seen, Davis's and some of the other um, hardcore industry experts around there that have mock drafts. You've got like the offensive players that are in the front. Like it's going to be fun for the first hour or two. And then, like the back half of the first round, just going to be a snooze fest for fantasy purposes. So, not according to Davis's mock. Well, I think Davis Davis has inserted himself a little bit of like what he wants to see in his some hopium. Yeah, no, I would, I would sneak in the back end. I would like to get nine picks correct. If I get nine, if I get nine exact team and player matches, I will feel very good. Um, that that not nine is the best I've ever done. <laughs> One of the. Uh, I, I enjoy seeing like the mock draft season and not just like I enjoy it from like the um, just zoomed out view, the overhead view, like someone the other day saying guys uh, putting who I think he put Elijah Moore uh, for the Ravens. And he's like, you can't know, you can't not think that the Ravens are going to see what the bills did last year with their wide receivers and not want to duplicate that. And then someone replied with like the exact Harbaugh statement saying that they're, they're just a run first team like recently. Uh, I do think by the way, just while we're talking about the Ravens, this whole like Lamar can't throw Hollywood Brown is dust. Like it's all gone too far. Like, Lamar is going to throw 30 touchdowns again this year. Hollywood Brown had a hundred yards or a touchdown in seven straight games to end the year. It's just everyone had already given up on the Ravens by then. And they are going to take a wide receiver in the first round. They pick at 27 and at 31, I would make it like minus 200. They take a wide receiver with at least one of those two selections. And that guy, whether it be Rondale, whether it be Elijah, whether it be Bateman, I really hope it's not Kadarius Tony, though I could see the Ravens leveling themselves into that. Um, I, that guy is going to be undervalued in rookie drafts. The, the the Lamar hate has gone way, way too far. They just need more pass attempts. I mean, Andrews and Brown were pretty decent in yards per route run. They just didn't run that many routes. There we go, Pat. There we go. Hey, end of the show, but you brought it. Well, remember at the beginning of the season, they were winning every game like 40 to 7. Like it, like yeah. they were just, they were just absolutely smoking. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. I've thought of my thing that I want to happen. Yeah. I want, I don't want the bills to take uh Travis Etienne. I want them to draft Rondell Moore. pass on the running back, grab the perfect fit for that offense. You take over the Cole Beasley role. It means we're getting more first round wide receivers and more. they didn't pick on a running back. I like that. That's what I want. And and people saying some people are saying that Rondell Moore might be a running back. He can definitely operate out of the backfield. Very shallow. Because of yeah. how small he is. So all right. He's here. Um, oh. You Kitchen, I thought, I, Kitchen, I thought we started early so we could go for an hour and a half because this is such an information packed show. Well, I thought if the plan was for it to be an information packed show. But yeah, I'm sorry, I guess. I did want to mention on Pete's point about uh <laughs> about 
the strength of the class and all the guys going early. I mean, Henry Ruggs went 12th last year. He's the first wide receiver selected. So you could, you could have three wide receivers selected by pick 12 this year, plus Kyle Pitts. So I think last year's wide receiver class was better, but this is a good, this is a good class. All right. All right. Um, Final thoughts, guys. Pat, I'll let you start. And let me just say for the uh, 12 people that are still watching this show, 89. Pat, Pat is actually, he is actually a really good fantasy expert. Like he is, he is good. And we are just, um, we're just joking around with him. He's you saved it. Dave, you saved yeah, it. Saved it. it. Thanks. I don't want to see his words like career that. end up like Jack Miller. And like, you know, uh, <laughs> well, Pat actually accepted them. the invitation, which is the first yeah. step. Yeah. Is just which, showing up. Yeah. Now maybe I realize Jack, why, maybe Jack now was I smart Jack by not <laughs> You're on the hot seat, son. Um, all right, Pat, uh, final thoughts. I want to see Seth Williams get selected on day two. Let, that's, a, that's all we need. Let's have Seth Williams, one of the few big wide receivers in this draft, early declare, awesome in uh, his college breakout numbers, great career, uh, Mark Jerryards. Love Seth Williams. Let's get him that draft capital. Uh, surprised Peter, you're not an Anthony Schwartz tout. Uh, I'm surprised you're not an Anthony Schwartz tout. He ran a four two seven. No, I do. I am an Anthony Schwartz tout. Oh, okay. Like when right. when he goes when he goes in the third round, I'm going to be like, bang, wide receiver seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't that productive, so I'm not I'm not super in. Um, efficient though. My final thoughts are: we're going to do a, a like many shows uh unfortunately i can't claim to be the only show doing a live stream during the draft but we are going to do one are on not? Ship chasing I the only site the only that is taking the nfl draft seriously is ship chasing i had the billboard printed up and then i did notice a couple other sites were doing mm-hmm. it so i had to take it down but yes we'll be doing that tomorrow night on the ship chasing youtube channel davis will swing by leone we got a, a mixed uh, a bunch of a bunch of fun friends of the show swinging by Davis, final thoughts? Well, honestly, the thing I'm rooting for most now is for Justin Fields to go three to the San Francisco 49ers because I actually think the pendulum has swung so much that people would be more mad about Schefter and Rapsheet and Lock and Fora and all these guys reporting the Mac Jones thing that people would be – the most fun Twitter outcome is actually – those guys, the, the insiders getting dunked on. I think it's gone that far now. Insiders getting dunked on is, uh, is fun. All right. Uh, thanks to everyone who is watching the show. Hit the like button, the subscribe button. Thanks to Patrick Corain. Uh, Pat was a very good sport on the show. Uh, Pat, do you have a Twitter account or anything? Nah, no, nah, just gonna. Yeah, I do. It's at Pat Corain. Oh, okay. Uh, cat, you say cat Corain? At cat Corain. Okay. At cat Corain. Why don't you uh, have more Twitter followers? It's a crime. I, I'm not, I'm the wrong person to ask, Davis. It might you be because what? he tweeted exclusively about Ronald Jones for <laughs> no, that's probably not why. <laughs> this might be some other reasons, but that's not why. Patrick, I'll help you out, bud. I got Davis up there. I got, uh, David, Peter I literally there. double you up in follows. Well, now you do. Now that I've, I just like catapulted you. <laughs> We all, uh, Davis, and- we all stand on the shoulders of Giants. Well, I mean, we didn't cover this on the show, but Dan Levitard has been added to the Soccer Dave coaching tree. <laughs> I, we, I think we really need to acknowledge how much David paved the way for Dan Levitard at DraftKings. Like, if you really think about it, he's the spiritual successor to Dave because David was, he was a DK pro, but yeah. really he was a DK 
content creator. He was a personality. He was a producer. And that's really the role that Lebatard is going to function in for DraftKings. So I, I think we, I think we can view Lebatard as the spiritual successor to David Kitchen at DraftKings. What do you do? You think Swolecast could kind of get a grandfather fifty million dollar offer from DraftKings <laughs> to kind of come over there for them too? You know what? I'll settle. Let's call it twenty five. Let's call yeah. it twenty five. <laughs> I'll settle for a free U haul trip. I mean, at this point. <laughs> All right. Well, it is good to know uh, your history. History is important. History is valuable. Um, if we've learned one thing in this space, it's the uh, two thousand. 17 moon cats uh the second ever oh nft project after CryptoPunks is on its way up uh their developers are doing some some really innovative the stuff in space. How, how's their community dave <laughs> the community is great they started a new pool so uh i mean, not financial advice of course but um <laughs> moon cats this time next week who knows where they'll be probably past the moon uh but thanks for tuning in everybody <laughs> We'll see you uh, in two weeks, one week, I don't know, uh, but we'll see Patrick and Peter and Davis tomorrow night on the Ship Chasing Show. I'm Soccer Dave on behalf of Pat, Davis, and Pete. We'll see you later.